Hello, fellow rebel capitals. Hope you're well. So breaking news. Another bank is struggling. Now, what's interesting, though, is they are insolvent, just like all these other banks, but it is different this time. Let's go right over to the Wall Street Journal, and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. The old screen share. Boom. Okay, there we go. Headline, tiny bank called Republic First. So if you were ever, if you ever thought to yourself, man, it just seems like we're living in some sort of bizarre simulation. This can't be real. This has got to be some sort of clown world matrix that we're living in. If you ever needed more proof of that, <clears throat> I present to you this title. And it is not First Republic that has gone bust. Now it's Republic First. <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> this is not a Photoshop title. I, I wish I was making this up because it's just, it's one of those things where every single night you go to bed and you think that, oh, well, the good news is clown world can't get any worse. And then you wake up in the morning, you read the news and you're like, oh, well, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> we've gone, we've gone further down that slide into just complete ridiculousness. I mean, that's that's what this is. We're, lim we're living in a simulation, I'm convinced. <laughs> anyway, ah, uh, geez. But unlike First Republic, Republic First <laughs> customers. Uh, you just cannot make this stuff up. So Republic First customers have stayed loyal despite the battered balance sheet. So the summary, and we'll get into the details here, but the summary is First Republic went bust because their depositors said, I'm hitting the road. And therefore, they had to sell all of these treasuries. They sold them at a loss, haircut. Their equity's gone. They're insolvent. You know the story. But what's happening with Republic First is their balance sheet is the exact same thing. Exact same thing. But their depositors are staying. Their depositors aren't leaving. So because their depositors aren't leaving, although they're in the exact same position <laughs> as First Republic, they're, they're insolvent, basically, but they're just like this zombie that's continuing to walk until one or two or however many depositors are required just take their money out or draw their bank account down by spending it. And then, boom, they've got to sell those treasuries. Now they're bust. So they're just trying to kick that can down the road just praying and keeping their fingers crossed that the Fed drops interest rates. So the loans, excuse me, the treasuries, the bonds that they hold in their balance sheet, they go up in value. The yields go down, prices go up. But I would argue, be careful what you wish for, Republic First, because in an environment where the Fed is dropping rates, therefore you're bailed out, that could likely be an environment where liquidity is evaporated and other banks are having problems. And therefore, you could go bust as a result of not the Fed dropping rates, but as a result of why the catalyst that is prompting the Fed to drop rates. So anyway, let's go through the specifics and then think through the dynamics is why is this time different? Why are these depositors? And, there's, and you say, well, George, maybe they're all under the FDIC limit. No, 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 no. It's like, 60% of the deposits in this bank are uninsured. I mean, think about that. If you had, and that's over 250, 250,000. If you had $10 million in this bank and you knew that 
as, this is a ticking time bomb right here that technically they're already insolvent. You just leave your $10 million in the bank. See that in and of itself is a head scratcher, but we're going to address that in a moment. Let's go through some details. Like I said, so Republic first, a Philadelphia lender with 6 billion in assets shares many of the problems that San Francisco based first Republic. Geez, these names are again, it's just the reminder that we're living in this crazy simulation is almost more than I can handle. <laughs> it's Friday morning. Uh, you know, sometimes I just want to turn off the computer, turn off the camera and just go fishing <laughs> and, and forget about all the nonsense for a, a day or two. But anyway, getting back to the article here, those include heavy paper losses that don't get counted on the bank's balance sheet. So they're in this hold to maturity. Again, you guys know the story, you know, the drill, but where it gets bizarre, like I was saying earlier is that as of June 30th, now we don't have any recent data because they haven't, uh, I, I guess this is just based on their Q2 numbers. Deposits as of June 30th were down just 10%. So they're, they're basically on their last leg. Who knows how many deposits would have to leave before they were technically insolvent. Because remember, when deposits leave, they've got to sell those treasuries or whatever's on their balance sheet and take a big haircut. That's going to eat into their equity. And at a certain point, they're insolvent. And if they had to mark to market all the assets on their balance sheet, as of right now, they're already insolvent. But for some bizarre reason, all these depositors that aren't insured are leaving their likely millions of dollars in this bank that is buying Republic First time. So here's where it gets interesting. If regulators closed the bank without an acquirer to take the place, that could mean significant losses for uninsured depositors. Regulators have said that such a failure could spur runs on other banks. So let, let's think about this. Because at a certain point, the regulators need to step in and say, no, we're, we're taking over from now. It's just like what they did with uh, uh, First Republic. I believe they did the exact same thing with Signature and Silicon Valley Bank. I know they did it recently with uh, the one bank in Kansas that went bust. I, I think Tri-State Bank or something like that, where it goes into receivership, I believe is what it's called, to where the regulators take over and say, no, you're, you're bust. I, I mean, yeah, you might not be there now, but you're going to be there in 24 hours. So we're going to take a preventative measure, take you over so we can distribute the assets and make sure this is a, an, an organized unwind let's say, or an orderly unwind instead of this thing getting completely out of control. So the whole point here is Republic First is in that position right now where usually the regulators would come in and take over the bank. But what's happening now and why I said this time it's different is because they're not doing that because they're sitting back and saying, well, well wait a minute here. Yes, this bank's insolvent, basically. Yes, they're a zombie bank, but maybe we shouldn't do anything Maybe we should just let them exist as a zombie because their depositors aren't pulling out any cash and that will buy them time. But if we take them over, then the depositors will take a haircut unless we bail out the depositors. Now you see how this has come full circle. And in my opinion, why these depositors are sitting back just nonchalant saying, yeah, I got 10 million in, in Republic first, but who cares? I had 50 million in First Republic. I had $100 million in Silicon Valley Bank. 
and I got a hundred cents on the dollar. So what are you worried about? It's basically like we're in a game of poker where the depositors are just calling the bluff of the central planners. And they're like, no, we're just going to stay here because we know you're going to bail us out. Prove us wrong. This is the level of insanity that we have reached in the United States and globally <laughs> for that matter in 2023. And I think it's just going to get even more insane. Why wouldn't it moving into 2024? Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out of control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So this is kind of the Mexican standoff that we're having right now between regulators and depositors. Well, most likely depositors, they're right. They're going to win. So if when this Republic First bank does go bust, you know, whether that's losing 12%, they've lost 10 and they're still zombie, just, uh, you know, teetering on the a brink of collapse. But what's the magic number? Is it 12% deposit flight, 15%, 20? I don't know. Maybe it's 11. But at some point, they'll likely hit that, not guaranteed, but they'll likely hit that. And then most, uh, uh, th there's the highest probability outcome is that the regulators do come in the central planners and they bail out the depositors because of this contagion risk. So then all the other banks are going to look at this and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. I was worried about going bust. Silly me. What was I thinking? Right. And what's going to happen to moral hazard? I mean, think about it. If, if you're a bank and you see what's going on with Republic first, and you see that, that 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 they should be in receivership right now, if that's the correct term. You guys know what I'm referring to. But yet the regulators are standing back saying, no, we're not going to do that. But the depositors are saying, well, screw you, because even if you do, you're still going to bail us out, aren't you? And then the regulators are sitting back there saying, uh, 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 um, no, no. And then the depositors are saying, well, you did it with Silicon Valley Bank. You did it with First Republic. You did it with all these others. Janet Yellen, in fact, came out in the mainstream media and said the depositors at any bank have nothing to worry about. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, will, uh, that, that is true, but um, uh, you just, you, you should be careful. You should be careful because you can't depend on us bailing you out, even though we've bailed out everybody for the last two decades, right? We are living in the ultimate participation trophy economy, society. No one can lose. No one can lose a penny. We won't allow that to happen. And basically, free market capitalism in the United States is officially dead. Now, let's just call a spade a spade here. It, it, and that's why I always use the term free market capitalism. I don't use the term capitalism. Because capitalism 
Sure, you can have crony capitalism. You can have all these bailouts. You can have everything that we're seeing right here where the depositors can make stupid decisions, basically having a pissing match with the regulators. And if we allowed institutions to, to go bust, this would not be happening. We wouldn't have this moral hazard. We'd have Jupiter's creative destruction and the economy would be 10 times stronger. You want to talk about resilient? Our economy would be incredibly resilient if we just allowed the bad actors to go bust. And then the people that make good decisions, they acquire the assets of the people that made bad decisions and the economy gradually gets healthier and healthier, stronger and stronger. It's just a process. It's like natural selection and evolution for heaven's sakes. What we're doing is we've got this, this species, let's say, these lions and the, the ones that are sickly and diseased and whatnot, and just, and just the vultures are, are swirling around them. We're somehow injecting them with some sort of artificial substance that allows them to stay alive another two or three years and procreate instead of allowing them to just go through the natural process, their genes get eradicated out of the gene pool and then the strong lions are the ones that procreate. And therefore, the species as a whole gets stronger and stronger, more and more resilient. The economy is the exact same thing. And I know that may be harsh to say, but look, just like Milton Friedman always taught us, in free market capitalism, the loss is just as important, if not more important, than the profit, for heaven's sakes. So if and when Republic first... <laughs> goes the way of the dodo bird, like First Republic in the simulation we're living in. You know, will the depositors get bailed? I'm 99%, they will. And then that just creates this moral hazard that creates more, 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 and more, and more zombie banks because now no one's going to take their deposits out because even if your bank, your bank is on the brink of going bust, who cares? Who cares? And the banks are going to see that. And then they're going to manipulate their balance sheet accordingly, which is going to distort the economy even further. And we just go through this cycle of, and what that leads to is more and more government spending as a percentage of GDP. That's really the bottom line. And a weaker, a more sickly economy, just like if you're allowing those lions who are on the brink of death to procreate artificially for the next three years. That's where we are right now with the banking system. And I'll tell you what the inevitable end game is here with this. And Josh, you probably know where I'm going with this. It's a CBDC. That's where we're going with this. Because if all these banks are going bust and the, the government has to come in and bail out the depositors, right? Then they're going to say, oh, well, the FDIC can't do it because they've only got 180 billion in assets, let's say. So you have trillions of dollars worth of these bailouts, these haircuts. I'm just fat, assuming this happens over the next two years or so. Then the taxpayers on the hook. Well, that's not fair, right? The taxpayers are going to get pissed if they know that their taxes are going up as a result of all these depositors having this Mexican standoff <laughs> with the, this insane pissing match with regulators. So then what's the next gradual progression? Oh, well... We've got a solution, guys. Duh. Why haven't we done this before? Why are Americans' deposits on the balance sheets of any commercial banks? This is insane. I mean, think about it. Why would your dollars, your assets, be a liability of a commercial bank that can go bust? Why not just move your dollars over to the balance sheet of the one bank that can never go bust? The Federal Reserve. Problem solved. Why didn't we do this earlier? And not only that, then on your checking 
balance, you can get the exact same interest rate as Jamie Dimon. Why should those guys get interest on excess reserves at 5.25% when you're just getting a measly 3%, if not less, on your checking account? Well, that's not fair. So this is a this is the best solution we have. This has no downside. We'll just move all the commercial deposits over to the Fed's balance sheet. Everyone can get a higher interest rate, and no one ever has to worry about taking a haircut on their deposits again. And then the banks don't have to worry about this. I mean, this is a win, win, win. Oh, and by the way, if you're a libertarian, well, then you should love this because what we're doing is we're taking all that deposit risk off the banks, and therefore, we don't need these regulators, libertarians. You got to like that, right? 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 You see where they're going to go with this, guys? And I've, you guys know that that last three minutes was just me going through a simulation of what I think their sales pitch will be to the general public. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. <laughs> and if you want to see more of the really important stories that we've been covering recently over the last couple of days, Josh will go ahead and put a playlist right about here. Check it out, and we'll see you on the next video.